joy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been driving around and you're like, you just need 30 seconds of, I don't know, to check your phone or to just space out and have cry. your kid entertained to cry? Yeah. Yes. And and also if you have your kid with you, but you need to distract him, but you don't want to put him in front of a screen, you know what a great thing that you can do would be? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to the car wash. We're going to the car wash. And the car wash that Mom Colt endorses is <laughs> Camel Express Car Wash, locally owned in Nashville, Tennessee. I wish I could do like a camel noise, but I'm not confident <laughs> on what that is. I'm just going to spit across the room. Yeah. <laughs> and Mom Colt listeners can text Mom Colt to 30400 for a free $25 car wash. Treat yourself Ooh. to 30 seconds of darkness and just deafening sound, which happens to be usually entertaining for kids or terrifying, but either way. Find out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, you don't know if your kid's terrified. Right in. Can I ask a question? No, not really. But I have. Uh, it's about sh- the car wash. Ugh, mm-hmm. What? Just no, do ruin it out. I'm not going to ruin it. I promise you. you are hurry, currently ruining go. it. No. Do they have vacuums there? Because I used to have a car called the Pepperidge Farm Edition, which meant <laughs> my kids just threw goldfish everywhere, and uh-huh. I never cleaned them out. Yes. That's so a good to point. me, vacuum yeah. is the most important part. Thank you. <laughs> they do. They do have vacuums. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm the sorry. I was wrong. The strongest vacuums I've ever used in my life, ever. What I'm saying. Them and they're free. Free detailing stuff. Use um, hashtag Pepperidge Farm for your discount. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so by ruining it, you mean making it 20 times better. <laughs> find your Camel Express at camelexpress.com. Thanks, Camel. Thanks, Camel. There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Bert Kreischer is like kind of my spirit animal. It's very weird. Really? I've heard him on like a pop culture podcast I listen to and I, I thought he was annoying, but I he like is. the idea of him. He is, but he, he's also, <laughs> he is, he's super, def- he and Tom Segura have been friends for so long that they hold each other accountable on their personality stuff. Right, which and is nice. he has a mm-hmm. catchphrase, what do you think, I'm weak? Because he's so defensive <laughs> and I use that because right. I hear, I hear negative things in a compliment. Right. I hear Christian will be like, man, you look so good today. And I'll be like, what? Well, then I'll look good every day. Right. <laughs> is that an eight thing? That sounds fun. I I don't. I, Have I, we started recording? I know I got okay. it from my mom. What do you think? I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to be the title of this episode. Yes. I've been wondering <laughs> what my title would be. Hey, guys. Thank you for being so patient. We know you've been just checking your phones every day, every mm-hmm. week, and we are officially back with season two. I am Joy Todd. I am Sarah Parker Massey, and this is the Mom Cult Podcast. Ooh. Welcome. Our guest today is one of my closest friends. Whatever. She is. <laughs> <laughs> one of. It's bullshit. One of several closest friends. Do you guys have a podcast together? <laughs> oh, you don't? Sorry. <laughs> she is one of the hardest working women that I know. I'm going to cry probably. That's good. I'll oversell it and then not cry. So it seems less, 
serious. One of the hardest working women that I know, hardest working people that I know. She is a photographer. She shot five plus cookbooks. I'm supposed to guess. Several, many, a myriad cookbooks. <laughs> Just, I mean, she's published in all the things. I want to say Rolling Stone, Garden and Gun. Uh, Rolling Stone has not picked me up. Okay. Yeah. Um, after this, crow, after they'll hear about you. Actually, after this. old crow did get in. Just kidding. I yeah, am. It. I, knew I, it. I knew that. Oh my I gosh, that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> that was in that was in the print format though, which is better. Don't mean to brag. She is a yogi, an accomplished yogi. Yeah. You can we can start over if you don't like this. Let's just <laughs> let me just get through it. Since 2020, I've decided I'm not a yogi. Ooh. Hashtag mm. woke. <laughs> well, you're really thinning out my intro. <laughs> Maybe we're not as good of friends as we thought we were. <laughs> I knew you said that, but you are that. She is a world traveler. And <clears throat> one of my favorite things about you is like your organization porn. You're like one of the most prepared people that mm-hmm. I know. And I, I want to use this opportunity in a public format to tell you forum, to tell you that you could have like a side business just having an Instagram of like organization preparedness porn and you're like all your packing things and, and the way that those things go. Let's see. <laughs> and she is my favorite photographer in the world. That's the truth. Oh, it's Andrea hey. Barron's Fect. Welcome, Andrea. Hey, thanks. Welcome, Andrea. Not crying, not blushing, not sweating. <laughs> no, but I'm too anxious. And I just, I, I got to get this out of the way. I got to address the elephant in the room that- yeah. We're yeah, recording this ourselves, and I'm uh, full in a full panic mode. I'm, I think I'll. When, when have I not started this show though? In a full panic mode, really, to be honest. So none that I've heard. Just full panic mode. But I, I, I guess I like I, I like to stay in that area. We're also recording in Carnival Music. Shout out Carnival Music. Thank you, Carnival. Thank Thanks. you. And okay, Joy. Yes. How was your? <laughs> how was your week? Month. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, to the li- to to the listeners, it's been a couple months. I am good. I guess as good as any of us can be for the shit storm of life that just keeps happening over and over and over. Like keep waiting for things to chill out, and uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just never going to happen. So I will say, what's been helpful is just. I don't know, those moments where I really am able to just be present with the kids and especially any, like, I don't know, there's just something about a baby that can only be present. That's just, if I really allow her presence to envelop me into being present, then everything can feel right with the world for, I don't know, 15 seconds, (laughs) maybe a couple minutes. But yeah, other than that, we had our we renewed our vows in Vegas for our 15-year anniversary, and that was super fun. Sore subject for our listeners because Sarah couldn't be there. But that's okay. Andrea wasn't invited, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have photographed it. That's true. Hmm. We had someone else. <laughs> You're not the only photographer in this town. Uh, You're not their favorite photographer, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. Penny's getting pretty wild. I am anticipating two and three to be very intense, but she's so cute. I'm hoping that that will, her sweetness will balance it out. And then with Ava, I mean, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse when I talk about my stuff with Ava right now, because it's the running theme is she is 
10. And I don't know. She will always, I, I will always meet her with resistance because she's my first and every age is new. And she's so close to kind of, she's still got a little bit of kid in her. And I know that I'm like holding on to the last bits of her being a kid before she starts to have a self-image and I don't know, just all the stuff becomes more aware of, of her surroundings in a, in a way that feels like she's going to be losing that, that kidness that she still has. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's leaving soon. And I am just angry at myself all the time for not feeling like I'm really taking advantage of the kidness that she still has. Cause I know once it's gone, I'm going to grieve that it's gone and be like, why didn't I appreciate it? while it was still there, but the juxtaposition of that is like, I'm so ready to be done with the kids stuff because she's also doing bigger adult things. And so I just I'm like, yeah, anyway, that's it. <sighs> <laughs> but we are, we're finding more times to be together things to do together. She's like, I can trust her a little bit more with like a sharp knife now. So she'll help me make, <laughs> she likes to help me make blue aprons on the weekends. So just getting that time to cook together in the kitchen is nice. And we still watch Gilmore girls and you know, shout out blue apron, shout out blue apron. Thanks. Give us some money. Thanks for bringing my family Give together. Do you guys want to be our sponsor? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing, Andrea? Well, <laughs> perfect. You know, I'm finally doing. I finally feel normal as a parent. I think how, how I old is got Bear? up on the horse. He turns a year at the end of the month. Okay. And I would say, you know, postpartum is what it is, and and I have lots of thoughts on that. But I think six months, you kind of come out of some sort of haze, and then. Eight months, I'm like, oh, okay, I can be a parent. And 10 months, I was like, I can be a parent and a working person. Mm -hmm. And now I'm working on trying to get my social life back a little bit. Yeah. And all, all the while trying to maintain my marriage. Yeah. So as we That's all know, fun. it's like, <laughs> well, and it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> what a breeze. <laughs> so many identity lessons in first parent, first child zone life, my identity being so much that I was a photographer. And then here comes this tiny human that makes you question everything you've ever thought was important. And then your hormones balance out and you're like, oh, every, everything has its place. Right. And then you're just doing this like life inventory constantly. Yeah. Meanwhile, especially if you're breastfeeding, never not taking care of said tiny human. But I, I do, I feel like I have a better balance every day. Like when I dropped him off at my parents today to come to do this, I was like, and you're going to take him, you're going to drive him home for me because I don't want to have to be back at a time because I want to go be a person. Right. And I'm like mentally weaning him. So it that's kind of the first time I've like really stated that boundary to my husband and my parents. And he's almost a year. It took me that long to like really be able to see what I need to ask for. Even. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I, if you had asked me even a month ago, I might've started crying, but mm -hmm. now I'm like, 
I got it. I can I'm crushing it. it. Yeah. Crushing this. <laughs> I do. I, it has felt really natural in a way that, I mean, we started trying when I was 38. I got pregnant when I was 39 and now I'm 40. So I, I think that there is some benefit to that. You can edit that at crushing it. You don't want to sound too cocky. It's okay. I we'll check will, in with you in like a month sound, and you'll be doing terrible again. I, I was about to say that'll go away, but like yeah, it'll come you, back to you. You oh, enjoy the I've, crushing it. Yeah. As I've noticed. <laughs> It'll wax and wane, as they say. Sarah, how are you? Um, okay. Got a lot, man. A lot's happened, but well, one of the most interesting things to me anyway, is that I went to see a psychic. So I had this appointment last year and have been really excited to see him and didn't know what to expect. And as it pertains to mom cult or to moms or being a mom, he said, one of the many things he said, first of all, it was really fun. I, I thought I would just be crying the whole time and it would be like a medium experience. And I would talk to my brother who passed away and it wasn't that at all. Um, it was just fun and interesting. But he said when he was rattling off all kinds of things about my life and things, he said, oh, so you're done having kids. And and then he moved on and I was like, whoa, what? And he's, or I laughed maybe. I didn't, I don't think I asked. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he said, oh, do you not want to be done? And I was like, well, I mean, I didn't think I was. And he said, okay. And this, I don't tell this right. I'm, I haven't listened back. I recorded the session. I haven't listened back to what he actually said. Cause I'm sure he didn't say it quite like this, but in my mind, he said, okay, well, hold on. <laughs> he like went somewhere else, I guess. And he goes, let me okay. check something real quick. <laughs> yeah. mm, let me check with the, mm. let me go to this baby inventory and <laughs> yeah, see if one of these is also for okay, you. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, this one. He said, okay, okay. There is a little girl. She is waiting. She's got kind of like a punky Brewster energy. She's real independent and positive. And if you get ready to go get her or whatever he said, that sounds weird, but you get ready for her, then she'll be there. And if you don't, then she'll be fine because she's very independent and she'll be fine without you. I don't know what that means. I don't think he said without you anyway. So I thought that was interesting. Let's see. I mean, there were a lot of things. We went to see like a like a witch doctor. There's a lot of those kind of things. A family <laughs> vacation. That was really fun. Witch doctor, family vacay. <laughs> Fish wrangling. Three-year-old family vacations are really fun. Yeah, fish wrangling. One thing that happened on July 4th, which was a fun day, but ended up being like a little bit like, I don't know what the word is. Whatever. At the end of the night, Parker was, um, he was way too tired. It was like nine, way you know, past bedtime. And he has a cousin who's five months younger than him named Theo. And he was getting in the car with my brother, who's Theo's dad, and his son, Remy, and didn't want, like, didn't want to get out of the car, didn't want to come home, he was saying. And I was washing dishes, but Eric and my mom were outside and everyone's like my somebody else was trying to coax him out of the car. There was just a lot of attention being paid. And I guess the point is he was like legitimately saying that he wanted to go live with my brother and, and his kids. And, and he like recognized how it, much it was bothering or how big a deal it was. And I don't know if in his mind he realized how much it was bothering us or how much attention he was getting. Yeah. How much attention he was getting. Yeah. Which is probably more the case. Obviously, but it was like, it went on for like days that he would say at any moment when something was going on, I want to go live with Uncle Reed. And I was like, 
so, and it was so hard to not react, just look hurt. Like I'm all about yeah. like, and, and, and I am embarrassed because I know that that's kids say things like that. And why does it, but it felt like, <laughs> it felt like, because my, oh, well, I mean, backstory, I guess just in as, as an aside, my brother's, you know, they've got a lot of fun stuff. Their house is fun. A lot of toys. We're like, I don't know, more well, and limited and siblings. There's also other siblings. That's really the main yeah. thing. He talks about wanting a brother or sister all the time and mainly a brother. But I've said like, what if it's a sister who's like a brother? What's it, what if it's a sister who's like a punky Brewster type? <laughs> super independent. Um, super independent. Fine with uh, you. <laughs> yeah. So I spent like several, I spent it, full, well, truthfully, the day after July 4th, like a full day trying to measure up and like really prove how fun we are. And I took him, I just like didn't stop the whole day. We went to the Y and then we went to two playgrounds. Dang. And in this heat? Choose us, yeah. choose In us. this climate? Yeah. Do you know Frank's sort of what he believes about how kids come into the world? Can you um, tell you any of that? Something in my mind is saying he believes that they choose us. They, yeah. It's the idea that the soul chooses the people to help them with whatever lesson they've been learning in all of their lives. Isn't that so what my Parker sister kind of says too? Did she say that? Yeah. Something yeah, I like think that. so. Something like that. Yeah. Parker chose you because you can guide him through whatever it is. Way better than learn. Reed can. Way better. He would have chosen Reed. <laughs> exactly. If that's yeah, where okay, he really okay. wanted to live. It just yeah. full circle. Yeah. And he did everyone. not. Right. And I know that, but in that, in those moments, it's funny how those things get to you. And I guess I'm just admitting it. And I think Reed's great and his family's great. They're all great. <laughs> but it was like a funny thing. And then I don't really have like a resolution other than I like really proved how fun I was. So then he's been kind of my, my best, but also he was out of, out of school for a full week, which why are preschools out for a week around 4th of July? Anyway, I've been talking too long, but okay. that's my check-in. Okay. Well, Ava the other night told me she wanted to go to therapy because me and Jeremy don't understand her feelings. So <laughs> I like, said no. I said shut up. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> you think life is hard you can now? Pay for therapy. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> Lose a couple more teeth. Get one session. That letter she wrote. What was uh, it? That her mom's stressed. Mm. Her, the tooth fairy. To the tooth fairy. Yeah. Uh, Ava wrote a letter to the tooth fairy. For any of you who don't follow Joy on Instagram, at Tiffica. <laughs> it's great. Do it. <laughs> Run. Don't walk. She uh, well, said a lot of things, but then one of them was. She asked a lot of specific questions because I think she knows it's me. Yeah. And then ended it with also, like, could you... Just do something for my mom. I think she's really stressed out. But I, I genuinely am 50-50. It could be the sweetest thing she's ever said. Or she knows it's me, so she knows I'm going to read it and go, Aw, Ava said something sweet about me, and it could be a complete troll. Mm. I'll never mm. know. Mm. She, che age? she checked my handwriting. She started opening notebooks around the house with the tooth fairy letter, going through, wow, looking to wow, see if my handwriting wow. matched. And I go, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. Mm. I was like, what are you doing? Investigating. She goes, I was just looking at your handwriting. I go, why? She was like, I just, I go, is there something you want to ask me? You can just ask me. She's like, no, I, I, I'm good. <laughs> no, I still need to get this paper. Incredible. Yeah, I still need these dollar bills. <laughs> that will be Bear. <laughs> so he, Bear started walking this week. 
just the he, he's been working on those first steps like he's been accidentally taking them but he took seven steps and I was overjoyed but then that night I was watching it over and over and over and just re, I, you know the time passes so quickly and I wasn't a newborn person so I didn't mind that that went quick I want autonomy for both of us mm-hmm. so I'm excited like walking is really exciting but I can see that He's just going to walk away from me. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's. I can't believe how much they develop in the first year. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know. It's crazy. And they get, they're so big. And so, like, he understands so much. They go from literal potatoes (laughs) to fully aware beings that can't say it yet. But they get it. They get it so soon. And I'm gl- I'm glad that I'm parenting in a time that knows that, yeah. as opposed to, you know, what I was given as a child, which was no credit until I was maybe ten, mm-hmm. maybe ten. And you've been giving Ava credit for how long? You're already giving Parker credit. I'm already giving Bear credit. And I think that that's what this, as you were talking about, such fucked up world is going to need is people that can walk around and do everything on their own capably. Mm-hmm. Capably? With capability? Capably. I think capably could be real. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, we'll just decide. Capably. Capably. So tell us a little bit about your, uh, did you always want kids? Did you? I was Mm 50-50. And, you know, I... I spent my 20s on myself. I was dating people. I, you know... There were people that could have been my husband and or father to my children. But meeting Christian, I knew that that it was finally a real possibility. But we got married in 2017. So what I was, how old was I? Doesn't matter. Old or (laughs) 30s, mid 30s. And was definitely really excited when we started trying and it was easy. And kind of just basically did the thing where I was like, let's try for X amount of time. And if we get pregnant, great. And if we don't move 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 on. on. And I would have just adopted 10 dogs probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, now we have this, this person to raise and it's awesome. So I'm, I'm really glad that this is the way that it went. But of course, you know, these last few years being pregnant during a pandemic was super weird. Mm -hmm. Being a parent when, the United States is potentially just crumbling is super weird, especially growing up in like the 80s and 90s when we were the, the dream. Literally, yeah. we were the American dream. So that's that's an interesting dynamic. But it's funny when you were when you were talking about what a shit show everything is like, I realize I'm, I'm pretty numb to it. Partly because I'm too busy. Well, and you live out in the I do. in the country. I too. do. Yeah. I do. I, but I, you know, I still got this strain of COVID. Right. It took three years, but I did get it. So, like, am I that removed, or is it that I have a one-year-old? Right. But yeah, no, I I did not live my life to become a mom. Yeah. Certainly, I waited till it fell into my lap. Mm-hmm. Would you have ever adopted? This is off script, but would you have ever adopted a kid? I think if Christian, if we couldn't get pregnant because of fertility issues and Christian was still like, let's have one, then I'd be open. I've all, I've always had this like fostering daydream. I think my hardest phase of my life was in high school. So I've had an affinity towards troubled mm-hmm. teens always. Yeah. So I do think that 
there would have been something, but I don't, I don't know. I guess the answer is, I don't know. I'd be open to it, but probably left to my own. Probably not. Yeah. Other than like the existential crisis that we all live in, what, what is the biggest struggle for you in this phase right now? The one year mark? Hmm. Okay. So sleep is a thing for us. We can't, we like, we don't, I mean, we do. We've actually been sleeping really well lately. He started teething as early as a baby can start teething. So there was kind of no, and breastfeeding. So the four month regression and growth spurt and teething knocked us. He had been sleeping in a crib for like, in like the mini crib next to us. And I was getting him out to nurse and putting him back, no problem. And then that just all came crashing down as it does around that time. And then I guess there's more regressions, but we slept through those because we co-sleep. So mm-hmm. co-sleeping is hard. I don't know if I would have been a sleep trainer. I can't be one because we don't have multiple rooms. And because we don't have multiple rooms, there's no way for me to put him into a space of his own in which to let him cry it out. Right. But as soon as I had a baby, I couldn't imagine doing that. I don't know when sleep trainers do that, but certainly I wasn't. Maybe I'm just not going to be one. I don't know. I think I'm a co-sleeper. But I had a problem with the idea of co-sleeping. I think I've mentioned autonomy already a couple of times. Like, it's so important to me. So I think I would have tried a version of it. But that's our hardest thing because... I didn't realize that breastfeeding meant I had no physical autonomy. It didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. So here I am just on call less and less as time goes on, but we still wake up at midnight and at four for sure. If And if he's teething, which he is currently, then it's 10, midnight, two, four, Oof. six. However, I'm sleeping right next to him, so it's no big deal. And I've got him on a floor bed. It's, it turns out I was just destined to be Montessori, I guess, because yeah. every time I Google what I'm doing, that's what comes up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I want I oh. want something for him to stand on next to me while I'm cooking. Oh, learning tower. Cool. <laughs> I have him on a bed on the floor. Oh, floor bed. Cool. <laughs> oh, you just observe him until something's wrong? Yeah. Right. So on and got on. Got some nice... Uh background music now oh i kind of like it sarah do you like it sarah, i think boss, sarah boss. loves it <laughs> by the look on her face i wonder if they can hear that i don't know but just no, so it's I not. Make, maybe it's not so i, I make sure that. that i'm being articulate because that matters to me having adhd yes the difficulty of this phase might not be our sleep it might be the cultural pressure mm-hmm. i feel that he should be sleeping differently or right. i should be breastfeeding differently yeah or weaning or exerting some sort of force on it yeah because i don't i'm fine (laughs) you're wrong everyone else is everyone else is completely wrong i'm doing great (laughs) andrea and my husband eric are enneagram eights if you're familiar with the enneagram Mm. and i note and just it's interesting like a mom being an eight being like the challenger and like the a dominant personality and I don't have a point (laughs) well eights are body types right eights are body triads so you keep hearing me talk about autonomy and really when I'm talking about autonomy I'm talking about physical autonomy Mm -hmm. get off me get off of me and go go you have a body what is it what can it do like I'm I'm so excited he's walking I'm so sad he's walking I'm so excited he's walking but when I was first breastfeeding 
which for those of you that might be starting out or you're about to breastfeed or whatever, there is a possibility you will get a panic attack when you get a letdown, which is super fun. And I had that. And because I am or I'm not a yogi, I have a lot of body awareness, so I could talk myself through it. But I can't imagine if I didn't know what it was. And like I didn't, the first time? Uh, it crept in. Yeah. I, I had postpartum anxiety later than you should, which means that maybe it existed before and I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The hormones are just so mean, honestly. Yeah. Also, so lovey and kind and, you know, make us able to give up our bodies all of pregnancy and then if you breastfeed to breastfeed but what's my point panic attacks yeah the let touched down. out being touched out and the letdown and all of that just you know and all of that and what a mother does which guest was it recently you guys were talking about how we just expand we just expand and expand and, and expand obviously physically to be to grow a person but also to be everything we used to be and now this whole other very important home for an entire other person Mm -hmm. and a wife and a fill-in-the-blank job description and a friend eventually again. Yeah. (laughs) Miss you. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Miss everybody. When is the last time I saw you? I was trying to think of that today. I don't see anyone unless I work with them. Yeah. So this feels like work, right? And Mm -hmm. I tacked on a photo shoot to an interview. Yeah. Yeah. You had a... Home birth, mm. correct? Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about that a little bit, the pros, the cons, the I guess just how your experience was. I, I So that I can walk the line. I know you had a medicated vaginal birth. I don't know your births. I've had, Ava was medicated, was Pitocin, epidural, but still, still through Mahuha. But at hospital. And then Penny I had at a birthing center, no drugs, just two midwives just nice. kind of standing around okay. giving me water. Okay. And Jeremy. Well, um, something motherhood seems to bring with it is qualifiers. You have to qualify what you say all the time. And so I feel out of respect of everyone's experience. And I wanted to know in this room as well as to the listeners, whatever your experience is, you know, I'm going to just talk about mine Mm -hmm. and try to still walk a line. But I just, you know, what's funny is if you have a traumatic birth, it's hard to talk about. And if you have a perfect birth, it's hard to talk about Mm -hmm. and anything in between or it's really easy. So I had I had an easy pregnancy. I had dreamy home birth. I got to have the home birth of my dreams. And I had nothing to do with that, which I thought I like I thought I did. But I will say, what do I want to say about home birth? I don't want to be political. I'm not anti-hospital. I'm not anti-birthing center. I'm not anti-anything. But I do think that if you're pregnant and or thinking about getting pregnant and home birth interests you even 1%, then you should research it because I don't think it's what we all thought it was or think it is or... You know, anime in the farm is what it is, and it's amazing in its own right. If you want to have your baby on old carpet from the 70s. Just kidding. That's, it, it's um, mm, Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I, I, I do. My midwife said to me, you have three options, four options. You can have your baby at a hospital. You can have your baby at a birthing center. 
you can have your baby at the farm, which is just having your home birth somewhere else, mm-hmm. or you can have your home birth at your home. And there are two kinds of midwives in my mind. And the ones at the hospital are surgeons. And the ones that you would hire to come to a home birth are more like guides. I mean, but like super nerdy, smart Mm -hmm. medical guides. She knows how to guide my body into doing what my body does. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think like in in that beginning process when you're choosing what kind of birth you want to have, there is a very... There's a gut instinct of where, like, when you close your eyes, where are you? A, are you in a hospital or are you in your bed? Are you in a pool? Is that pool in a birthing center or is it inflated in your living room, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think now that we have social media, we've all seen all of those. So there's more picture options than, like, when you were a little girl and you just saw a woman in a hospital with her legs up. Right. There was never any doubt in my mind that I could not go to a hospital to have my baby because when I think of a sterile environment and fluorescent lighting, I mean, it's really, I'm a photographer. Light is my medium. medium, So, like, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. And, you know, early in my 20s, my best friend had a hospital birth. I attended it. I photographed it. That was very eye-opening. It wasn't as bad as I thought. But then... You know, a hospital just puts me on edge generally, mm-hmm. even to come photograph you guys post the birth of Parker. Like I just, it's just not my environment. Birth Center, I photographed friends at Baby & Co. And that's where I went. That mm-hmm. felt better. Also love that like wall of rungs that you could like climb the like ladder. Mm-hmm. Wish I had that. I did ropes from the ceiling. You want to be able to pull down. You want to be push up. You want to be able to like, I need to be able to move around. Like you um, hung ropes from the ceiling in your house. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Have That's you fun. not seen the photos? Uh, yeah, but I didn't. Christian I didn't, like, took, register that. Christian took this one photo of me like pulling down on the ropes and like screaming, and it's like mm-hmm. it's the one, it's the yeah. cover shot that I'll yeah. never show really anyone else. But yeah, I just think that it, it's not a woman in Birkenstocks chanting at the foot of your bed, right? Like a midwife will show up in scrubs, bring a mini hospital in, like it literally took up you know a corner of our space. Because they're they're just ready. And my midwife is Cheryl Schaefer, Cane Creek Midwifery. She's here and she's special. So if you're having a baby in the Nashville area, um, she is into her career. I know that she's she'll do um, legacy birth, I guess is what you would call it. Like she would, even if she's retired, she will deliver my baby. She will probably rely more and more on her assistance. But the woman is... And she's just incredible. She handled me masterfully. And then I got to photograph my friend's birth that she also delivered. So I got to watch her from a more clear place and see her handle that birth, though different, just as masterfully. Yeah. And, you know, I just I just photographed one of our mutual friends birth at Vanderbilt. And that OB, though, handled it very differently as a surgeon might and she doesn't even have kids, but she she can still do it medically. Handled it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And those the nursing staff, I mean, nurses are just, labor and delivery nurses get a special, special place mm-hmm. in yeah. their next life. Hopefully we should all just send them things now. Yeah. yeah. How was, um, was Christian on the same page as far as being like, I'm sure, I'm sure just knowing you, he would be like, yeah, she'll probably want home birth because that's always yeah. kind of been in your wheelhouse of your vibe. But like, I didn't know. And maybe there's other people out there who feel this too. I never wanted, 
like I, when I closed my eyes, I never pictured the home birth thing, but also I knew that that's something that Jeremy would be extremely anxious about. Mm. And I don't really know if that played into me not needing that as much or wanting that, but you know, what your partner feels comfortable with comes into play a little bit too. I didn't know if Christian was at all anxious about being far from the hospital or if he was like, it's he was, be fine. he was, uh, he took some convincing. I didn't really offer an option though. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I, I, I can't remember exactly how it all went down, but I know that it took some time before he saw that he had to support what I wanted because, and I think, uh, I think the men have such a different experience, right? I think when you're showing, once you have like a bump and you're physically changing visibly, they're kind of, that's when they first clue in. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, the male experience, whatever, this is called mom cult, not dad cult. So, <laughs> um, but he ultimately got on board with what I wanted. And once he saw me with Cheryl, he was like, oh. Got it. And he has a friend who is a doula, so he was at least somewhat familiar with her experiences and had been watching her career over years, et cetera. And my best friend, Trish, had her second baby at as at home, first baby hospital, second baby home. And so he has heard me talk about that, our entire relationship, because yeah. they're just seminal parts of my life. So he took some convincing, he got on board, and now he preaches. He preaches to his friends, like, oh, it was so fun. It was so amazing. And and what was super special about it was, it was literally just he and I, probably the first five or six hours I was in labor. So we, we were in a rhythm by the time Cheryl showed up. And then Cheryl, like, seamlessly, like, she just merged onto the highway. She just got into the contractions with us. And then uh, her assistant seamlessly joined us at the end, literally probably the last hour was the assistant was there. Like all the assistant did was bring the birthing stool up from Cheryl's car. And that's where my most productive pushes happened. Also, I think I could be wrong, but Bear would have been a cesarean at a hospital. I don't think they would have let me do what Cheryl let me do. Because it just went on longer than... Yeah, so a midwife isn't scared of heart deceleration because a contraction naturally decelerates a heart, right? Because it gets tight. And so a hospital has to be more aware of that than a midwife does. Also, like the leading cause of transfer is failure to progress, which we've all heard about in hospital births, which is more like 24 hours for a home birth midwife. And it's like 12 at the hospital and also water breaking and laws. And just there's so many. A midwife, I think, follows 24 hours. Or I'm not sure what a midwife's rule is for water breaking. How long you're allowed to be, you know. Mm-hmm in that spot. But I was pushing for two hours. He had a nuchal hand, a nuchal cord, which is nuchal. I don't know what it actually means, but it's around the neck. Maybe it means neck. I don't, I don't know that they would have let me push as long with those two factors. Yeah. You know, now that I have a one year old, like labor is such a small percentage of the story. Oh my Motherhood. Gosh. Yeah. It's, and uh, you j- like, remember when <laughs> I called you and I'm like, I have fucking hemorrhoids. Help me. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you can't do anything. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you. You can't do anything. There has to be a solution. There has to be a solution to each of these problems. There right. must, if this, then that. Nope. Nope, doesn't exist. 
my labor was going to happen the way it happened, no matter what I did. I mean, I mean, you, we are physically capable of whatever. No, that's not true. We're given the labor we're given. We're given the birth we're given. And I got my dream version and maybe I was mentally prepared for that. And maybe all my breath work and all my what the fuck ever yeah. helped me do it. But his hand was next to his jaw and that made him hard to birth. And did I still do it? Yes. Did Cheryl have a ton to do with it? Definitely. Did Christian freaking pushing on my hips oh my like gosh. a clothespin? I couldn't have done it help. without Jeremy there. Oh my there. gosh. Oh my gosh. And it that felt so good. Side note, when I, j when I recently finally got COVID, my body aches were labor aches. All of my pain was in this. I have this one hip thing left over from labor, and that was where all my pain was. And it almost helped me enjoy it in a weird way because I could remember it kind of clearly mm -hmm. because I wasn't – I was so high on body drugs. I was I was barely there. Like, I, I, I was in labor for, like, a week. You know, my midwife came out thinking I was in labor. We I wasn't. She went home, and she drove, like, three hours. So sorry, Ooh, Cheryl. Dang. But – um, blah blah blah. At, at a certain point, I take a shower that I don't remember, and then I come to when my baby's on my chest. Yeah, mm -hmm. I come to a. There's a a final push that I did not hear them telling me to slow down, and I went ahead and just went for it. Still paying for that. Grip it, grip it, and rip it, man. Oh, yeah. I have some pelvic floor work to do, but as again. I'm a yogi, not a yogi, so I'll figure it out. No, I, I do. I, if you guys know good pelvic floor, if I can ever manage another appointment in my schedule, maybe I'll go see one. But one last thing I want to say about home birth, if you're thinking about it, one thing to consider that isn't as obvious is that they come to you for all your prenatals. And you literally, like, have lunch and talk, and it's like an hour of personal interaction and, like, Mental preparation. Mental preparation. You just have full access to this care provider. Right. Mm -hmm. And seeing on home birth. <laughs> do you really um, support people in getting doing yeah. home birth? I do. I think it's great. I think it, you should just check it out. And, like, if you want to talk to me about it, I do love talking about it. So DM me. Dre Drea. What's up? We'll talk about it. Dre Drea. I might become a doula after all this. I don't know. I, don't know. I think you'd be a great one. What, um, do you feel guilty <laughs> for having a dream birth? No, no. about anything. No, God, nothing Motherhood. else about your birth. Jeez. Jesus, shut up. We're done the with birth. the home birth story. God. People love the birth story. I my placenta story. if anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Threw that bitch in some smoothies. We know. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> you did? Yeah, but only for a little bit because maybe that's bullshit You too. didn't get capsules? <laughs> no. No, no, just straight up. I could cap. I think the raw meat. is better if you want to talk about those two. Slice it. Mix them with the Cube line. it, freeze it, smoothie it. Mmm, yum. Delish. Mm. It's just a steak. It's just like a steak. It sure looks like a steak. That your baby lived in their first home. Your liver's just like a steak. Placentas yeah, eat that too. <laughs> insane looking. <clears throat> Birth schmirth. Welcome to breastfeeding, everybody. And yeah. then I'm sure three-year-olds, and then I'm sure 10-year-olds, and, mm -hmm. and then they leave. But do you feel guilty? 
as a, uh, as a like mom. mom guilt, yeah. mom guilt. Yeah, what's your uh, mom yeah. guilt story? What's that about? That's It's intense. Like, everything you do, you're like, mm, that's not good enough, probably. <laughs> probably didn't yeah. nail that. <sighs> and work-wise, I know that you work a lot and you have to juggle that a lot. Does that, I mean... Uh, yeah, I think that, again, that identity teeter-totter that you're thrown on, I felt like I had to go back to work. I, like for my clients and for myself and for my bank account. And also, ultimately, I know that I want Bear to watch his mom make money as a creative. Mm -hmm. That matters to me. Also, and I don't, not, yes, the gender of female mother making money, but also just a parent making money as a creative, a parent making money as a self-employed creative to boot. Doing something they love. Um, yeah. And, you know, my relationship to my work has changed. I think temporarily I feel more like a technician than a creative. Mm -hmm. But I think that that doesn't matter because I earned that as well. Got into it for the passion and now have a bag of tricks that I can pull from whether I'm doing it for money or creation or art or whatever. What was the question? <laughs> Guilt. Oh, guilt, guilt, guilt. Yeah, did I, I felt guilty going back to work for sure, especially, I mean, he was eight weeks when I went back. And when, I remember when I was pregnant trying to get people to tell me when I should plan on going back to work, and they'd say 12 weeks, and that sounded insane to me. It sounded like so long. Oh, yeah. And eight weeks felt kind of right. And I, you know, I shot for a woman-owned business here in Nashville, hostile, hostile. And so it was very supportive, and it was just a room full of moms and my baby. And Christian came and went and brought him when he needed to. It was, you know, it was, we were figuring it out. Yeah. And now I don't want, the baby is no longer invited to set. <laughs> <laughs> you did because that and check. <laughs> got it, did it. I literally, I imagined him like in a playpen in the studio and no. <laughs> That's yeah, not how screaming. it works. I don't know if you guys know this, but babies don't like to stay in one place <laughs> no, they once not. they can move. Yeah, my whole life is just following Penny around, making sure she doesn't die. That's oh, my I, gosh. That's what I do now. I just watch him and make sure he doesn't die. Uh -huh. I can't, I can't, again, don't want to follow him. Yeah. Please don't make me follow you. <laughs> you were saying when we were setting up that you're like, everyone thinks he's really sweet. He's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more about. I want to hear yeah. more about how so terrible my, your kid is. My tiny baby son is a jerk. Now <laughs> he, babies are sweet in a baby way, but I can tell that he's way more interested in. I think he has FOMO. He really, he really. <laughs> Clearly, really, Parker does too. Yeah, oh he God. just wants to go does, be do. He doesn't want to like. He's not a snuggler. He's not. He's. Not, like, breastfeeding is not a sweet moment for him. He wants fast food. Mm -hmm. He wants a drive-thru. He would have a drive-thru boob if he could. Mm -hmm. He's very efficient, very quick. Thank you. Thank you, son. Let's do this. Get it done. But, no, he's not – He what is he? If he is not sweet, then he is tough, independent, wants to do his own thing. Great. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine with it. I feel that. Is that – is that created any, I don't even know if this question is going to make sense. You kind of going into the, you know, you know, when you have a kid uh, in the 
the softer, sensitive, like there's all these things that are kind of pulled out of you. If you don't already have those on your sleeve, a kid kind of pulls these things out of you and a sweetness out of you. Is it weird? Like, did you feel that happen with you? Like having a baby making you softer, but then also like the juxtaposition of feeling like you're not necessarily getting that back yeah. from this baby. And totally. so you're like, what's, wait, what's happening? Yeah, totally. Fine then. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Oh, you're uh, changing me, but I, I did nothing to you. No, yeah. I just made you whatever. <laughs> you ungrateful little jerk. No, I think what I, I, I don't know that sweetness has ever been something I've super contemplated. I think I have, I think I avoid the ooey gooey right. generally, but I was very worried about my patience level, mm-hmm. and he, I have, I expanded some patience for him. There's this whole patience wing of my brain that I didn't think existed. I am very impatient, very just like go, 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 do, 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 jump, jump, hyper, go. And so what you were saying about that 15 seconds that a baby can bring you into there, what did you say? Present. Present. Presence. Yeah. So good. So good. It's been a lifelong practice of me for me to find the present moment and stay in it because I I was raised in a time when or by a parent who looked for every possible bad thing that could happen and it stopped me from doing really anything I wanted. And so I'm overcorrecting for that. Mm-hmm. And I am I refuse to worry about what might happen and I'm trying to only intervene when that thing shows up. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure Michael J. Fox said it and it changed my life. <laughs> but he said if you worry about something happening and then it does happen, you lived it twice. Mm-hmm. And I just, that Mm. is, that change, it changed my life. I live by, like, to just only worry about what is actually happening instead of what might. So that's my parenting mantra. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. That's a good, that's good. Oh, Michael P. Keaton. I've heard that before, (laughs) but I didn't know that he was the one, like, credited with it. There's versions of it. I've been trying to articulate it as I've been trying to understand the way I was raised. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to convince my mother that if she stops worrying about stuff, she would like none of the stuff. Not going to change the outcome of the stuff she's stressed about day to day, and she has high blood pressure Mm -hmm. is actually happening, but it's happening in her mind, and it's just really—it's a bummer to watch. Yeah, bummer to watch. I just don't want to do it. Oh, I think. uh, Well, hopefully, I can remedy it by the time that Parker's your age. But I feel like if he were able to explain or articulate it today that he might say that about me he would he would say that about me it's just constant i'm so worried exhausted with yourself so worried all (laughs) and i apologize i'm just like i'm sorry i just feel like you're trying to kill yourself all the time well and my baby's not moving that much yet so (sighs) i mean he is literally he's he (laughs) his favorite thing to do is ride in his stroller the wrong way he still faces me in the stroller so he stands up and like He's like, go that way, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. Well, thank God we climb because I, I, I've I've learned to kind of harness fear. Yeah. Maybe climb. You mean rock climbing? You guys rock climb? Yeah, Christian rock climbs. I 
pretended to to get him. <laughs> and it worked, folks. Yes. It did, and he's so pissed <laughs> that I don't love it. But we still, I still do it. We still go climbing. That's and like, the, oh, sorry. No, the baby definitely, the baby's going to climb. Maybe the baby will be like the next Alex Honnold, but I hope he uses ropes. All right. Well, Alex Honnold. 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 Honnold Chestnut. Pretty, he's pretty famous. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I, I pretended to like sports a lot more than I do. Yeah. Oh, he's pissed that I don't Aaron. watch basketball either. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, fantasy f- baseball? Love that. Let me fill out your, do all your, what? <laughs> well, what do you do now to rejuvenate, yeah. refill the well? Mm, Keeps you afloat. Hike. I like to trees. Just be, just touch the nature. Go be up in it. Even if that's just sitting on a patch of grass in your yard. I really, grounding, I think, is super real. But... You know, if you can really get out in it and hike, hike all up in it, that's even better. And when I can't do that, I try to eat well. Drink. And drink. <laughs> try to eat well so that I can drink alcohol. <laughs> and I drink alcohol in increments that I can manage, like this <laughs> like this 5% hard kombucha that I'm drinking currently. Nice. Walker Brothers Kombucha, sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. is delicious. You... Uh, one of the things that you had when in our questions that we sent to you that can be I guess kind of the the ending thing that we touch on is you were saying I get why for your friend when when you're pregnant and you've got friends that already have kids and you want some not just advice but just I don't know what the better word for that is and you were saying like oh I I had things I'm like why didn't anybody warn me about this mm-hmm. but at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. I understand why it's just like a, you can't, it's impossible to yeah. explain. You, you can't you're project in yourself into this life role. Yeah. You can't prepare. You, mm-hmm. you have to just, gotta just ro- you have to just roll with it. And, and you can't buy a thing to solve the problem necessarily. Like mm-hmm. you think you can while you're pregnant and making your registry. You can't just buy the thing to solve the potential problem I thought that I would, I registered for three different carriers, all of which I got. <laughs> and I imagined, oh, I'll wear this one in the pool when he's a newborn. This one, and the I'll wear this one when this I'm one traveling. When I'm doing dishes. And I'll do this one when I'm like walking onto the plane because we're going to travel with him, which we did. <laughs> do that sooner than you think, P.S. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to travel with a newborn than a toddler, mm-hmm. obviously. But not obvious when you're in the beginning. You just mm-hmm. don't know it. But as soon as I put a, tried to put Bear in a carrier, he would literally like arch his back, push away from me and be like, fuck you now. Get me out of here. Would not be worn in, until he could face forward, which right. says everything we need to know about my son. Yeah. Eyes on the road. And now he will go and pull the carrier down and be like, take me outside. Like a dog. We took him hiking once. Yeah. Literally. Aww, just like a dog. We took <laughs> Turns out dogs are practice for children. Yeah, I agree. But li- we took him hiking once, and since we've gotten home, he will go up to the backpack and, like, shake it yeah. and yell at me. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Cute. I've got, like, a room, one room in the house that's baby-proofed and baby-gated so she can just, like— A yes zone? walk around and uh, she now screams she just starts crying when i set her in that room she's like get me out there is more to this world than this, this one stupid yes room i hate it. Cell. <laughs> i did i did take the baby gate 
We've like taken one of the baby gates away. I opened up the whole hallway and just like shut all the doors so she has more space. So that's helped. But man, losing that baby gate, I felt like I gained a piece of my soul back. Hell yeah. Just being able to walk straight Hell through my yeah. hallway instead of lifting my legs. Oh man, we live in a studio apartment and no it has a giant you. staircase. And so we've been working on stairs since he could crawl and he's doing pretty good. But yeah. geez, Louise, if he falls down those things, mm-hmm. don't say it. <laughs> um, my life was changed by Parker when you said yesterday he couldn't reach that. And he like Ugh. grabbed your prescription or whatever. Oh, that mm-hmm. has everyone that heard that you literally you saved lives. <laughs> you saved life. Because you risked your own child's life to save others. It's, I literally I think about it every <laughs> single day. No, but you, I, I feel like I feel like there's just so many of those scenarios, you know, where you're anticipating, 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 and then it's going to come when you don't know it's coming. Oh, yeah. So again, buy a carrier, but they might not sit in it and they can reach a counter before you realize it my son also lives on tippy toes because he just wants to be as tall as he possibly mm-hmm. can also says a lot about him he and parker sound so really similar to me yeah <laughs> a parker can be a real dick too well they can be only children brothers if since you're done having children apparently and i think i am too <laughs> i wanted to just really surprise you guys i Crash watched the first two episodes of The Bear just for you guys. So yes. we could do that for Pop oh Culture God. Corner. So you're, you're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, you. That is my gift. It's really a gift to you. Yeah. All right. So you think about that. Um, while yeah, I it get is. The timer it is. Set up. Shows, two shows from Chicago are two of my, I think, the best. Just the culture. And well, I don't know if we said Andrea's from Chicago. And I want to say your, your intro could have been better. Now I can just re I could re-record it another time, but I could have done better. But I was thinking too much about recording stuff. Anyway, that's not the point. The yeah. point is you're Why don't from you redo it so Illinois. It's yeah, well, Illinois, Chicago, please. Yes, sorry, sorry. you're from Illinois, but you're from a suburb of Chicago. Correct. And I do think that the culture where you're from is so oh, good. The Midwest, Shameless, and the Bear. The Midwest generally has like a good Americana to it, but I will say now that I live in the South that I. Love Southern culture. Yeah. Y'all have, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> y'all have a way of life that I really like. Um, okay, Ready? well, I'm completely unprepared, but. Yes. Okay, wait, let me think for just a second. Yeah. Okay, one minute. All right, ready, go. Okay, it's the guy that played Lip in Shameless, and he is out oh, the bear on Hulu. So good. And, okay, the guy played Lip in Shameless. He, well, how do I not spoil it? Because it's so good. You have to watch it. Just talk about the premise. Right. Okay. He inherits a restaurant, a family-owned restaurant, and he is like an incredible, renowned chef, and he's running this kitchen of, um, it's like a sandwich deli counter of these kind of like- Italian beef. It's Chicago. All right. Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. You're- sh- Okay. Yeah, sorry. Respect. Okay. Give beef. me five more seconds. I talk. Italian beef. And it's like- I mean, I just want to talk to you all about it, but it's so, okay. It's like really heartfelt. It's like the perfect show. My mom said this, that there's not any like romantic real interest. There sort of is one that almost seemed like it is, but no, there's no romance. It's just like, just everything is like the best. That's not really anything about it, it's but about perfect. working hard, which is the theme of the Midwest. It's about being a hard yeah. worker and working through your emotions. And also what I love about it is 
the style, the Chicago, the Chicago style is all its own. It's usually very athletic. There's a character that we'll just call cousin because that's what they call him in it that is always wearing track pants in the yeah. coolest way. Like it's yeah. not lazy. It's just fucking Chicago cool. I do think all the men should have had necklaces on because I feel like that's kind of a especially because they're Italian, but not to just really grind in a stereotype, but <laughs> it's pretty real. And like just all of these people are working so hard and loving each other so hard without being nice to each other mm-hmm. ever. Right? Yeah. We're not nice to each other, which when you move to my parents just moved down here when we had the baby from the Chicago suburbs and they are, I was, I was hit by this. They were hit by this, how everyone is nice in the day-to-day interactions right. in Chicago. It's like, no, here, right. You want this? Cool. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Do it faster. Yeah, everyone's got like a a tough exterior, at least in the two episodes that I've watched. It's just like the perfect feeling, like the, the, like roller coaster of the show sort of, but that's not the right word. Just it's the perfect, it's the perfect show. I think it's, it's really good. I wish it was 10 episodes, but it's, it's, it's eight and episode seven. If you've worked in restaurants, just trigger warning, you will be back in a kitchen. They do. It's a twenty-one minute one take. Dude, his stress oh, dreams that? were stressing me out. Yeah, sure. Just waiting tables for as long. It's a whole as episode. I did. Is, yeah. yeah, I I dreamt about the Burger Up Kitchen that night after because mm-hmm. he. I dreamt about Expo, but yeah, definitely go watch it. What were you gonna do for Pop Culture Corner until Joy surprised us? Uh, Friday Night Lights, yeah, but I was unprepared only, for that. Also, yeah, but Friday Night Lights the only yeah. thing that I think we had all seen. If I don't have notes, I really don't. Don't do great yeah, at it. It's been forever since I've seen Friday Night Lights. Well, I mean, I can talk about Tim Riggins for 40 minutes. I had a but. cat named Tim Riggins. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Taylor Kitsch. Um, Delicious. I was a coach fan. I really like the coach, but Tim Riggins also. Have you watched and Bloodline? Like, uh, yes. The guy that plays coach is really good in Bloodline. What is so good. Name? I don't know. Uh, Kyle Chandler. Good job. Kyle yeah. Chandler. Mm-hmm. Andrea. I'm so glad I finally got to see you. It sucks that it took this to see you, but I'm yeah. glad that when I got to see you, I actually got to catch up and hear about how your life is really going and you're doing an awesome job and I'm so Crush happy it. for you. Thanks. And I can't wait to meet Bear and oh our God. kids are close enough in age where they, they, they need to be need friends. need to be best friends. Yeah. Let's get them all together. Uh, shout out to Mr. Aaron's Goods, our food sponsor. Oh, goods of all kinds that are food. Are they really a sponsor? Or are we just saying that they're a sponsor? They're giving you food, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. All right. uh, well, who I didn't... needs Blue Apron when you got <laughs> when you got that. pasta for every so meal? So good. It is I was, so good. I wasn't sure if you had a conversation that I didn't know about or something with. We got a sponsor? Huh? With, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. no. What? I mean, I, I did. And then she listens and... Anyway, this is not part of it. No. Uh, thank you for listening to the Mom Cult Podcast. You can follow Andrea at, at Dre, Drea, D-R-E, D-R-E-A, on Instagram. It's a really good follow. Yeah. Amazing photos. Yes. And we're can, happy to be back. Yes. We're happy to be Season back. Season two, what's up? Woo-woo. Thank you for staying with us. For all of any of you who did. <laughs> the four of you who stayed through the summer. Stuck around and say, <laughs> you lazy bitches. <laughs> hard out here to do things for free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sponsor us. Yay.